This is Title for Hire. We're it's a podcast. We're gonna talk about what are we gonna talk about? We're we're gonna talk about Archer and it's a blatant ripoff Pacific Heat. Well, that's what we're talking about today. Who knows what the real the rest of the podcast will be about? We'll figure it out. What is our purpose? Yeah, Um, we're Title for Hire. That stems from the fact that we're not creative at all. We will accept payment to change our title that literally any monetary amount yeah, can any, change it. any amount and of, we will say anything within most things within reason at least i hope we will okay no alt-right please yeah can fortune <laughs> please stay away but but yeah as isaac said uh we're going to talk about archer today and it's ripoff pacific heat that I guess it's a new Netflix original. I don't. I. I today was the first. Today, uh, April the tenth was the first day I had seen it on Netflix. But that doesn't mean that's the first day, obviously. So, we went back, watched the pilot of Archer. Then we went and watched the pilot of Pacific Heat and compared the two because they are very similar, in some ways and very dissimilar in others. And so that's what we're going to talk about. All right. So, uh, I'm. I'm a little bit biased going into this. I've been a fan of Archer since its first season. Um, I'm not caught up on live TV. I'm a Netflix watcher, so I'm technically one season behind, but I, I know my stuff. So going back to the pilot episode, it it's actually very uh, similar to where Pacific Heat is right now. They're definitely both in their pilot episodes in that weird, awkward phase where they both need the... To do cutaway jokes. Yeah, they're trying to establish things so that they can get renewal for later seasons. That you know they have, so they're trying to build material that they can work off of later. But then they're still in that kind of stage where like, oh, are we even going to be able to use these jokes in four episodes? Because are we going to exist in four episodes? That sort of thing. Yeah. Neither show necessarily has to worry about that, as we all know. Archer's on its ninth season, eighth, eighth I think, yeah, eighth, ninth, somewhere in there. Um, and Pacific Heat didn't have to worry necessarily about getting renewed or getting multiple episodes made because it's an instant, you know, it's Netflix, it's watch all of everything at once, binge watch, that sort of culture. So it didn't necessarily have to worry about that as much. So that, that, that ultimately brings me to a rather like confused standpoint here. I don't see why there's so many cutaway jokes in in Pacific Heat or in Archer, it feels like every time they do one, except except in Archer, there there's a couple like Pam being hit with a dolphin. <laughs> that's I think that's my honestly my favorite scene in the entire show. Like I will be walking down the street and I'll just think of Archer beating Pam's head in, yelling "Fuck your dolphin, Pam! Fuck your dolphin!" and it'll just burst into laughter. I think that's I, I don't think it's the best scene in the show, but I think it's one of the funniest. It, as compared to the other cutaway jokes, which usually just evolve, revolve around like some sex thing that Archer did with Cheryl, who gets no development in this episode. And actually, in the Pacific Heat episode, I can't even remember what the female characters' names I are. I don't know what any of their names are. That's how little character development there was in that. 
that's the last point I've got written on this paper is um, they choose to reference the non-key jokes. <laughs> your cut, all of your cutaway jokes are the ones they choose to to reference. I don't know what any of the characters' names are. I feel really bad, but the only character I remember is Bai, Bai Log Chong, who's the racist stereotype. That's, I think that's something else we need to hit on. Is Both of these shows are obviously, they touch in lowbrow comedy, in that sort of, you know, let's make a funny, let's do a funny stereotypical voice, that sort of thing. But there's a certain difference that the shows have archers their caricatures are obvious caricatures it's obviously meant to be over the top and you can tell these writers are doing this not to try and like oh it's funny because like pacific heat has multiple scenes every single time there is a chinese character they it's really bad in fact i'll give you a sample right here oh hello (laughs) that's that's the entirety of the wow peek that mic out um sorry listeners for your ears (laughs) that that's the entirety of the joke every single time an asian character an asian character i almost said asian caricature that would have been bad yeah (laughs) asian character is on screen and while in archer's pilot episode we don't necessarily get a whole lot of the racial stereotype. We only get it with the Russian... But it's a joke, too. Like, the Archer pilot starts off with, like, a fake uh, KGB, like, torture scene. Yeah. But then, you know, they make fun of it. They're like, wow, that was a really lame accent yeah. that you had. They, they acknowledge that... They acknowledge it in a different way. I mean, Pacific Heat acknowledges theirs, but it's in a much different way. Like, they have no self-awareness no, about it. No, P- Pacific Heat acknowledges, oh this character has an accent by then making a further joke of, oh, it's not an Australian accent. We can't understand it because when an Asian man says work, it sounds like walk, and we have to ask, oh, you mean walk all the time? That was one I really noticed that every single... they they I saw that in the subtitles probably more than any other word every single time an Asian character was on screen was the word walk. Like W-O-K. Like W-O-K. <laughs> yes, the, the cooking pan. There was even a scene where the joke was that the Asian character was speaking English so poorly that they put subtitles under him. And we checked. We took our own subtitles off, and they did They did do the whole, are you subtitling me, you know, self-awareness, which usually I like that in a show. I like that kind of breaking the... The fourth wall. Is that the fourth wall, necessarily? Yeah, I because mean, you're acknowledging... The, the the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. I mean, that, um, that so me. that that breaking the, of the fourth wall. I'm usually into that, but this one it just didn't really hit for me. I don't know if it would have been better had. Ooh, I wonder what the neighbors are listening to. I wonder if it would have been better had they not already set up this character as oh we're just gonna laugh at him because we can't understand him. I I wonder if that character had been like a little more fleshed out as a real real person rather than just a caricature of a chinese person if that had been any different then again like touching on the characters like like you've already said we don't know who they are in pacific heat as opposed to archer which i took lots of notes on every time a character is introduced there's that dynamic is set up at the beginning of the archer episode you see archer's mother mallory and instantly, like, their whole dynamic is brought out. And that's... I, I would also like to mention the animation style differences. Now, this being an audio podcast is a little iffy to talk about. But um, 
the animation is just so different. They they each try, you know, Archer set up that kind of low frame rate framework that framed the, the yeah, framing. <laughs> uh, that other shows, you know, their cartoons are kind of now trying to replicate. They go, we don't have to, you know, ro- we don't have to draw 30 frames for every second of imagery. We can draw 25, 24, you know, we can do a different frame rate and just have that be part of the aesthetic. With like a beautiful, I mean, a realistic background to counteract that. Pacific Heat doesn't do that so well. In in Archer, it's done, every syllable is tied to an animation, I noticed. Every single, and and it's it's almost ingenious the way they do it. And I think this is an animation technique that's been used for a long time. I'm, I'm, almost entirely sure Disney used used it so they didn't have to draw as much pay their draw you know their uh, artists that's the word I'm looking for yeah they didn't have to pay their artists quite as much so they didn't have to draw as long and so these low frame rate changes in facial expression enhance the effect that the expression would normally have especially if it were let's say Archer's a live action show if you shoot it at 30 to 60 frames a second, I don't think you have enough time to look at the facial expression. It doesn't enhance what's being said the same way that this low 24, whatever low frame rate does. It Because this low frame rate allows these facial expressions to hang just longer than they should, which really enhances, you know, if it's something funny... Oh, we get to see the characters smile just a little too long. We get to see the characters cry in a sad scene just a little too long, and that really—it's—it's it's in a good way that they that they enhance this. Pacific Heat tries the same thing, and I think this one is tied more to in, in Archer the the animation style is both realistic and caricature somehow. And in Pacific Heat, it's like taking a trip back to like the early days of Newgrounds. <laughs> yeah, it's very. There's, uh, we paused. I, I made Isaac pause on a scene in the first minute, about a minute three seconds in the pilot episode of Archer, and it's Mallory Archer looking in on this simulation that Archer's in, the KGB simulation Archer's in, and you see her face reflected off the glass. And it was just a little... In, it was amazing to me that they're caricaturing Mallory Archer. You know, obviously she's the wizened old one. You know, you can see all the wrinkles and, you know, overly wrinkled face. But it's also realistic in that we're seeing her reflection off a of glass, but we're seeing through the glass and all of these different things. Compare that to a scene in Pacific Heat and the, the, old, the old guy, he's... The only thing in the animation that indicates that he's old is there's a gray mustache on his face. The there's <laughs> no the the most I noticed of an actual detail in you know sort of wrinkling that sort of kind of facial thing was every time a character would kind of you know like squint to like see something better they would go ahead and give the furrow between the eyebrows they'd but other than that it was very. There were no wrinkles at all. The the mouths just kind of moved. It didn't it didn't affect the rest of the face. The mouth doing its thing didn't affect the rest of the face. The dead eyes too. That was that was something else I noticed. The eyes were somehow more alive in Archer, and I don't know how. It's I'm sure the animation technique is fascinating. Yeah, I th- 
I feel like Archer has a lot of like squinting and stuff. Like you see Mallory kind of like glare at Archer in points. Whenever there's supposed to be like a moment between characters in Pacific Heat, if there are any moments, I can't. I'm just watch the episode. I, don't, I can't I think don't, of any. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that we even see like sort of a character to character connection. Really, I, I don't know that we ever see two characters looking into each other's eyes. And I think some of that is almost the perspective it's quote unquote filmed in. It's it's got that one dimensional Scooby Doo almost, you know, where characters never can never face each other. They can only be looking forward, backwards, or to one side or the other. The, there's never a f- sort of facing, so we can never get a again like a facing of each other between two characters yeah it's like you you have cardboard cutouts and you're holding them uh, up like kind of like a puppet show and trying to move them around uh, oddly the animation in that way kind of reminded me of this game that um that my girlfriend donna plays sometimes it's called uh, episodes and there's like only a limited amount of animations and like how characters can look at one each other and it was just like that in the show which is not a compliment <laughs> this is a show with a budget <laughs> not a, a crappy iphone game not not only a budget a netflix budget yeah and netflix seems to have unlimited money to throw at these kind of things netflix probably took off jurassic park to make this thing so <laughs> you know this is their replacement for bob's burgers that's what it is oh yeah it's coming off for highbrow asian stereotype that, comedy that was thing. another thing i noticed i i, I kind of wanted to touch on this earlier that the high the the switches between highbrow and lowbrow comedy were done very effectively in Archer. Now, of course, there's always something to be leave, left to be desired. This is, it was a pilot episode, so they didn't quite have all the kinks worked out. Mm-hmm. But let me let me look. I, I have an example here. I'm sure. Uh, let's see. I I guess I didn't get an example. Um, but the the what about the the erection scene at the end? Yeah. Isn't that? It, it's somehow you you. They're flipping from talking about, oh, I'm getting an erection because my mom's dying, you know, that sort of thing. And then they also flip it to a more highbrow of uh, Johnny Bench called, which I think, as a baseball fan, I just think is hilarious. Um, I didn't get it, but... (laughs) And Pacific Heat tries to do that, but it doesn't... It, 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 it doesn't do it quite as well. There are moments where the comedy in Pacific Heat really shines. When the, when the characters are, I guess not allowed, because it's a scripted show. I, I'm assuming it's a scripted yeah. show. If it's not, we got bigger problems here. The, when they're allowed to kind of riff off of each other, that's when it works best. But when you can definitely tell that the writers have said, this person is going to say this joke at this time, it, it, it doesn't land. And I don't know if maybe it's a difference because they're Australian and I'm American. That It's, you know, one of those... I watched a video the other day on how they would originally pronounce Shakespeare and how there are so many different puns and rhymes in the original pronunciation of Shakespeare that we don't get in modern English. And I'm almost wondering if it's that sort of thing, but between Australia and Australia, You're giving accent. it way too much credit. That I don't think that there's any hidden meaning in the Australian jokes or anything. I think it's just 
crappily written comedy. The the kind of shining moment for me in in Pacific Heat is the self-awareness and that ability to break the fourth wall. Now, maybe because I'm kind of a sucker for that, but I really like every single time there was a flashback or a cutaway joke, every character could see it. It was and and there was there didn't have to be any of this sort of like exposition by another character, you know, that oh, we also saw the flashback. It was just assumed that everybody saw the flashback, which I I thought was hilarious. I I can't say I didn't expect it, but I found it funny. And if if I laugh at it, then they're doing something right. I, yeah, yeah, I, I guess that was okay. I uh, something else though I didn't like about Pacific Heat is the in trying to make fun of the cliche of a cop show, it just became a cliched cop show. Like where where Archer would mostly you know shove out like the the nitty-gritty details for like jokes pacific heat would actually describe to you like oh we're gonna infiltrate this ship that has like three decks and the drugs are stored on this deck there's no joke but in archer like he's describing how he's gonna break into the isis headquarters and there's jokes about like the security systems you see like the only thing they have is a mouse trap but like archer's describing it as this like eloquent as yeah as a system pressure and sound sensitive something along those lines it's just the mouse trap and then the mouse trap goes off because the mouse like squeaks and he's like and sound can also set it off and i think pacific heat would have been better had they not tried to dive in to like a mid-season form too quickly I don't think they, and and I think some of that may be that they're on, you know, on the Netflix style of binge and watch so they can make a whole season all at once and go, well, if it doesn't do well, we just don't come back for the next season. Yeah. Whereas a network TV show like Archer, they'd make a couple episodes if it, if they didn't do well, oh, we don't even bother making the rest, you know, that sort of, sort of a production schedule kind of thing. And so because of that, they're, because, because pacific heat is trying to have immediate you know archer form appeal i don't think they're letting themselves be creative enough because i think this writing staff and i'm sure if i went and looked it'd be not necessarily famous people i don't think there's anybody any big names working on pacific heat but i'm sure there'd be some people that you know i go oh they worked on that too you know i liked that so uh, this writing staff i think has potential they're, they're just, just they're just not letting themselves fulfill that potential, I guess. And maybe that that is because the show is desperately trying to be Archer, and it's not just trying to replicate Archer, like you know, have a beginning, develop these characters over time, and reboot the crap out of it. They're just jumping right in to Archer in its prime, or at least they're trying to, except they're. They haven't developed the show. They don't have the exposition that Archer has had at this point. Like, if you watch an episode of Archer now, of course all the characters are going to be on screen and you're, like, expected to know, oh, they have these quirks and whatnot. But Pacific Heat, in its very first shot, shoves all four of its main characters onto the screen with no context as to who they are, what they want, or any of their quirks. You don't get any time to develop one. That's that's another issue I have with this show is the character development. 
with Archer, every single time a character is introduced, we see, we visually see one of their quirks. We see what this person is going to represent. Maybe not for the whole show, but at least for this episode. When they first show Lana on Archer, she's swaying her hips, she's got the low-cut top. We can very clearly see she's a sex symbol. Oh, and she also has a gun on her at all times, which is pretty funny when she just points it at people for, like, silly disputes. But with when we first see Pam... We see, we see her, well, when we first see Pam in depth, I guess I should say. Yeah. When we first see Pam, it's just like, oh, she's there in a door, hi, Pam, you know, let's make a joke about Pam, there we go, we're done. When we first see Pam, she's there dissolve, resolving a dispute, but also being crude and kind of rude, and so it, there's, there's a, an exposition there that Pacific Heat never does. Pacific Heat throws all of them on the screen, and then, oh, this one guy doesn't like putting hats on because he's a pretty boy. Maybe that's what we're supposed to get out of this. And this girl knows what she's doing, and then this one, to be fair, the dark-haired girl, whatever her name is, I couldn't understand her. I was more laughing at her accent than anything, just the way she spoke. And maybe it's just some sort of, you know, there are many different accents throughout, like, England. Maybe that's the same way in Australia. I don't know. I've never been there. Which, you know what, that's that's a good segue point to probably what makes Archer so successful, especially these days, is its phenomenal voice cast. Like, H. John Benjamin as Archer is amazing. He's got that quirky, like, humor. He can nail those jokes. He has the right timing. Uh, Chris Parnell as Cyril is hilarious. And whoever plays Lana, I can't think of it right now. She's great, too. All these characters have voice actors that are perfect for them, whereas Pacific Heat, you, I, I had a hard time kind of distinguishing like one voice from the other. Like, what exactly in this voice fits this character? Nothing, most of the time. Like, they just sounded like bland Australian men talking with each other. They didn't sound like characters. I couldn't imagine if I knew these voice actors who are behind the Pacific Heat people that I would be able to imagine their characters more than I could uh, their voice actor. Like, with H. John Benjamin, sure, he does the same voice for every show. Like, he's Bob on Bob's Burgers. It's the exact same voice as Archer. But the way he delivers his lines, you you buy it. You buy that he's Archer in that moment. And with Pacific Heat, I can't imagine anything like that. And and some of this, I think, is kind of you touched on, you know, they all sound the same, Australian men. I, th- I think some of that is our own sort of, un- you know, we're not necessarily, uh, I mean, maybe you are, I don't know, I'm not necessarily aware of that culture. Well, stupid Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Pacific Heat joke because they're racist. Um, <laughs> so, but, you know, maybe, maybe to an Australian audience, it is, you know, audibly distinctive. Just to me, having, you know, limited at most you know a movie about australia or with an australian narrator that's the only exposure i have to australia well like one of my professors lived in australia for five years and it kind of picks up in his weird canadian american australian i guess that's a lot of accents it's it's very confusing and he teaches calculus and it's not the greatest sometimes but anyway um so Maybe it is sort of a difference in culture. I almost wonder 
if we went to, I, I just looked on Rotten Tomatoes, Pacific Heat has a whopping, whopping 17%. Oh. One seven. And I wonder if we went to RottenTomatoes.au, would that be different? Uh, well, uh, you know, the, the, the fascinating the, thing about technology. The power of the internet. We are we are researching this right now. Rotten Tomatoes AU. Yeah, or you could probably just search Rotten Tomatoes Australia. While he's looking that up, I would these Isaac started off talking about the cutaway jokes. And that's one of the things I like both the best and the least about this show. So these cutaway jokes are they're trying to again, they're trying to be Archer. And they're just not being Archer. Um, they're they're trying to be Archer in that all these cutaway jokes are, oh, I know Mandarin because I had sex with a guy that was Chinese one time and he taught me all of it. And it all you know, all of these different sort of things that, you know, are obviously kind of tiebacks to Archer where Archer's cutaway scenes are all, you know, sex party, you know, some awkward, haha, get get you to laugh kind of shock comedy scenario. But then that they choose to reference these later in the show, that they reference the jokes that didn't really land, at least with me, rather than the ones they did choose, that they did, didn't did reference that did land, is just was, just was a confusing writing point for me. And I almost wonder if they wrote this script without sort of hearing a rendition of it, if they sort of, you know... Wrote the script, gave it, you know, gave it a draft, gave it a final edit, fixed spelling, you know, all that, and then just kind of sent it to the actors, you know, to the voice actors, and didn't listen to the aftermath of it. Maybe I, that's, it's just very odd to me. This is production. Um, by the way, uh, my my research was in vain. It turns out Rotten Tomatoes Australia is not a Rotten Tomatoes approved publication. I guess at one point someone was going under that name and for the publicity and Rotten Tomatoes on their website says, uh-uh, that's not us. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes Australia doesn't exist. So I, we, worldwide, 17%. That's, yeah, RottenTomatoes.com. We, I, I would like to see at some point, and maybe we could go back, I, I, I could go and look at this and maybe edit a score, you know, a score in later as to what other non-American reviews are saying about this, what an Australian maybe news site is saying about this. Now that's assuming that Australians and their crazy internet policies that I always hear so much about aren't restricting the internet somehow. But, yeah. Um, not that that's not about to happen to us. But. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, but all in all, I don't think it's it's bad. I'm not getting around that. It's bad. Yeah, it's... But I don't think it's 17% bad. Uh, I wouldn't give it a 17. I'd, well, maybe I'd, a solid 30. Yeah, I'd give it like a 30, 35 on a good day. It's it's not good, but there's enough potential that maybe up, you can get above, uh, you can get a passing grade one day, Pacific Heat. If it somehow hits its stride in like another season, or maybe even later in season one that we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, then maybe it has potential, like develop these characters, work with the jokes, maybe cut out all the Asian stereotypes. 
Like that would that well, would help. Not, not just Asian, but any sort of non-Australian stereotype. We we have the falafel truck owner Aristotle. God, that guy was. And <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't understand what accent that was supposed to be. That's how like bad the fake accent was. I didn't. Is it supposed to be Middle Eastern? Because we have falafel. I, I guess. I couldn't tell. All I wrote down on that guy was falafel guy is really annoying. <laughs> I, I think, and maybe maybe that was the point of his character. I, I think we're digging too deep into this. I'm pretty sure he's just supposed to be the bit character that, like, oh, it's funny because he doesn't want to talk, and he's... And then he gives them a pen yeah. to write down all the information he gave away. Yeah. Uh. So, our final, final review. Pacific Heat tries too hard to be Archer. Archer... While not perfect, still fa- still fabulous, mm-hmm. still amazing. Great pilot episode. Great, great, almost every episode. I think. I yeah. I, I don't. I, is there a lot of? There's not much filler in Archer, really. I don't. Not that I can really think of. No, absolutely not. And I mean, now the later seasons are serialized, so it's just all plot. Yeah. So, back to the back to the point. Uh, Pacific Heat. It's okay. It's not great, but it's not absolutely hot garbage. I just think when I when I watched it, like, who is this for? Why did Netflix make this show? Who are they trying you see, to see? When to? I saw my seventeen percent Rotten Tomatoes, I also saw it's originally a Comedy Central show, so that maybe explains it. Because mm. Comedy Central has turned from this oh comics can get their start, you know, because that that's where so many great uh, Mike Birbiglia, uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, who else? Uh, I think Mark Marin originally had, you know, they got their kind of their start on Comedy Central. With, you know, they got their own thirty minute specials, and that let them go out into the great, great wide world of comedy. And but now it's just sort of a not not to bash Key and Peel, but it's sort of a Key and Peel shock comedy two minute sketches. Ha! Ah, laugh at it. Now we're done. It's become that sort of channel, much in the History Channel kind of way of you know. I like Key and Peel. <laughs> I, I also like Key and Peele. But not all of Key and Peele-esque shows. Yeah, I, it's the same way as I like Lord of the Rings, but I hate what they did to movie soundtracks, where now, oh, let's play, let's make up one song and play it over and over again, but this time, instead of the French horn, let's have the clarinet. So yeah, so you probably missed it, that Isaac just destroyed my ears, personally. I don't even have headphones on right now because we're not professionals. I, I maxed out the mic. Hardcore. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Um, so, Pacific Heat, I think, has potential. Maybe not a lot of potential, but potential. It's got a high ceiling, but an even lower floor. Well, guys, you heard it here first. The first podcast, probably, to ever talk about it and never to be talked about this again. Is, yeah, first and last, <laughs> almost guaranteed podcast you talk about the show Pacific Heat. But... I mean, I had fun. I had fun doing this. I I had fun watching it as mediocre as it was. I I had fun because I got to write notes about how it was like Archer and criticize it later. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we we sounded really hard on it. I enjoyed it more than I think I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. If this is developed a little more, I think I enjoy it almost as much as Archer. But if it stays where it is, 
I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think it gets the viewership on Netflix to renew for a second season, mm-hmm. even a second Netflix season. So with that, I guess we'll give final... Do we want to do... I mean, Netflix doesn't do star ratings anymore. Do we want to do, like, stars or thumbs up or thumbs down things? What kind of ratings does we want to use, Eddie? Ooh. Well, for for now, since we're this is our first time and it's always subject to change, I'm going to give it three bananas out of an apple. No. <laughs> I, I would probably say that I... I can't recommend this show or that you watch it. Oh, I would not recommend it to a friend. I would still give it, if I'm going on like a five-star rating, I'd give it a two. Maybe up to a 2.25. I, I think it's a solid two. Well, not solid, but yeah, two. It's it's a t- And if we're going on a ten-point scale... That's like a four or three. Yeah, like 3.5, four, somewhere in there. I don't think it's a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, but... All right, we should stop rambling. That's our review of Pacific Heat and how much worse it is than Archer and how much worse it is than it really has any reason to be. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, thank you very much. This was our first time doing this. I hope, even though you've probably never seen Pacific Heat, that you were able to enjoy this. Um, and... Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm thank Isaac. you, thank you guys for listening. He's Isaac. I'm Tyler. You probably probably heard him say he's Isaac. I was an idiot. <laughs> we, said that too soon. We uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash Title for Hire. Are we are we anywhere else on the internet right now? I don't think we're. Anywhere. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Whatever you're listening to us on right now, be it TuneIn or like, I don't know other podcast places. There's that podcast app on iTunes. Yeah, like iTunes, maybe, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will see you when we review our next, hopefully not as bad, show. (laughs) Yeah.